Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? When are you guys going to learn? The more you indict, the more we unite. Facts. It's Trump 2024. We don't care. You heard me? We already made our mind up. You already know when the hood got your back. Man, they deep in the hood. Gangsters. Talking about Trump 2024, you heard me? Woo woo! Wah! Gangsters! The hood got this man back. I'm just trying to tell you. You heard me? And we ain't we ain't stupid, man. American people, man. We ain't we ain't all them talking about lockdowns and back when the mask and all that. You know, they got a new virus coming and it's gonna be man nobody don't care. Ain't fooling nobody no more with none of that. You know, new chat, man, nobody. Nobody being fooled no more. We all the way up. You heard me? It's Trump 2024. That's what it's going to be because we ain't having nothing else. From sea to shining sea. Three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back. Hour number three of the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Very interesting conversation yesterday on Capitol Hill. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was not interesting, but I think what she is trying to do is very transparent. Do you believe that we should inconvenience the majority to accommodate the few? Because I say no. I've complained about the stupid roundabouts in my neighborhood for as long as they've been there. They're stupid. Why were they put there? Well, we need to we need to make the area safer for bicyclists. Ladies and gentlemen, I live in the fourth cloudiest city in the United States of America. Neck and neck with Portland and Seattle. Okay? They're like five months a year. Six maybe. That we've got avid cycling going on. And it's usually not down our street. But that didn't stop our Democrat city government from wasting money to put in these stupid roundabouts that the street is not big enough to accommodate. And I watch trucks barrel through them. I watch school buses have problems with them. I watch people walking their dogs nearly get clipped in the crosswalk. It's stupid. We're inconveniencing all the drivers for the benefit of the handful of bicycles. It's stupid. But when it's something like this, let's put up this tweet. I want to put up this overlay for you. I'm going to read it to you if you're listening on the radio. This is what we're talking about in a nutshell. If there is one picture to encapsulate the suck where we're going right now, here you go. It's a picture of three people celebrating their various victories in a pretty big women's cycling competition. And this is what it says. Men took the top two podium spots in the women's single speed category at the Illinois State Cyclocross Championships yesterday. Tessa Michael Johnson took first and Evelyn Williamson took second. Gold and silver. 
Thanks to USA Cycling, men are racing in women's categories all over the U.S. Beyond that, the picture of the two trans dudes who think they're women who know they're not and they're just conning everybody. It's a huge joke, right? They look ridiculous. So, so men taking the top, why the woman who came in bronze didn't tell the dudes to stuff it baffles me. Unless she's one of the, oh, she's one of the progressive leftists. Oh, I've been indoctrinated at Harvard. Oh, I think this is wonderful that men are eradicating all women accomplishments. That's such a good thing. That means progress. That's where we're going in this country, said only a lunatic. All right, so here's Alexandria. Speaking of lunatics, (laughs) I know that was mean, but it's true. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She is going to drop on you... The new liberal world order talking point about fairness, about the genders, about what is right and what is wrong. And it's so gross and obvious. You must hear this. It's trans or bust. Trans, we got to fall over ourselves for transgender people. We have to make them feel included. We can't exclude anyone. But wait a minute. Girls are getting clobbered and injured by dudes who are pretending to be chicks who are playing with them. It doesn't matter. Doesn't it make you feel good to love all trans? Okay. Audio soundbite number one. Here is how they set up the new liberal world order talking point. Go. We're here today because there's a proposal here, and there are several proposals here, uh, to further marginalize trans women in sports. And I think about this all the time because trans people in the United States doesn't even exceed 1% of our population. And yet there's so many resources and energy and time dedicated to figuring out how we can more finely exclude them um, from our sports. Marginalize, exclude. Now, it's okay if these people want to chant death to Jews. That's, well, that's a contextual thing. I mean, it depends. We're not so sure about that. But you want to exclude men from competing as women? What are you, crazy? (laughs) We're here to further marginalize trans women in sports. You know, can you imagine if you were a member of this committee? Because you'd want to get up and be like, you're so bad. You're such a danger. You're so corrupt. You're so twisted and so backwards and so disgusting, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And the people who voted for you suck. She goes on, though. And then I realized, I realized something, she says. Listen very closely. Go. Started to realize that a lot of these proposals here um, involve invasion of privacy. Invasion of privacy. Who's invasion of privacy? So we're getting to the point on Crazy Train where there are proposals for a sex check, essentially. Well, I don't know if that's a boy or a girl. How many times have you seen a kid on the field playing and it's a boy with long hair and you're like, she's pretty good. And like the mom hisses at you. That's my son. Well, he looks like a girl. So that's on you, right? We're trying to normalize this weird blurred line between the double helix, which is your backbone. Who are you? Are you male or are you a female? Ought not be complicated. She's not talking about women's privacy being invaded, of course. She's talking about trans dudes, members being violated. 
wait, you're going to make, you're going to you're going to violate a man, a young boy who wants to be a girl by making them prove to you that they are a girl by, by checking their genitals. Well, you started crazy train. So hop aboard. Woo woo. We're on it. Audio soundbite number three. Ms. Gosgraves, can you tell us a little bit about what sex testing looks like for youth in states with trans athletic bans? It's terrible. Terrible. Uh, in some states, any individual could challenge whether someone is a girl enough to play. In some states, it requires actual a genital verification, which is shocking. Mm-hmm. Shocking. It's shocking. It's almost as shocking as voter ID. What has this world come to? What's next? Dogs and cats living together? <laughs> It's preposterous. All right, so she brings in this woman, right? And this is the woman who's the president of the National Women's Law Center, who's a hack of epic proportion, right? Sex checks on minors? Okay, these are the same people who believe your teachers should be able to welcome your son or daughter into the transition closet and then take them to California where Gavin Newsom has has said, we'll do your transgender operation here and you don't have to tell your parents. And you want to lecture us about crazy? Are you out of your mind? Indeed, they are. They are. Let's listen in, gal. Let me just stop you right there. You said there are some proposals. Mm. I mean, we've seen this in Ohio. There was a proposed ban on trans athletes that originally allowed for genital examinations on minors in order to, quote, unquote, protect women. Is that correct? Unfortunately, yes. And so we're seeing here in this guise, Guys. under the guise mm-hmm. of not only trying to further marginalize trans women and girls, we are talking about opening up all women and girls to genital examinations Mm -hmm. when they are underage. That's right. Potentially just because someone can point to someone Mm -hmm. and say, I don't think you're a girl. That's correct. And we're saying this in an environment of a post-Dobbs America Where states are criminalizing access to abortion and want nothing more than data on women to figure out when, who's getting a menstrual cycle, who doesn't have one. And we're supposed to believe that this is going to make us better. Hey, lady, you've got a dude pretending to be a woman as your deputy health secretary in Rachel Levine, who advocates hormone medication for kids without parents. Don't tell don't lecture us. And by the way, you're not a mom. And I take offense to that. You sitting there preaching to me, Alexandria. How dare you? How dare you? By the way, sex checks. These are on progressive lunatic leftists who believe that boys should do whatever they want and that your daughters should pay the price. I have, an, I have a soundbite. It is, I believe, the sound of the day because this same woman, this Fatima Goss Graves, who is the president of the National Women's Law Center. She is going to say something to your daughters who find themselves on a team up against a boy who 
crazy adults say we need to accept as a girl who get clobbered and injured. And if you're not angry now, well, they're still young. It's next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. You know, what's really gross about the Democrats, in my mind, is how much this is plotted and planned. These are not, these are not organic things that happen. It's not just a, hey, can you believe that the Supreme Court has overturned blah, 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 and now it's going to go to the states. That was specific. That was purposeful. There was a reason there were protesters outside the Supreme Court in like seven minutes. It was amazing how quickly people had mobilized. There's a reason why we don't know who leaked that decision. This is one of their battle cries. This is one of their missions. And it started with the Dobbs decision. And it's leaking to create this idea of crazy. That women should allow, that, that women should be forced to compete against men is indefensible. But I want you to hear what the president of the National Women's Law Center says to your daughter, to your granddaughter, to all young girls in K through 12 and through college who with these Title IX modifications that would prevent, it would outlaw, prohibit trans men from being discriminated against. Essentially, come on in. Come on into our locker room. All are welcome here. You need to learn how to lose gracefully to these boys. That's the president of this National Women's Law Center. This is what she says. Listen. And success in school sports depends on a whole range of factors, including how hard you work and coaching and access to really good resources and facilities. And trans students participate in sports for the same reason as their kids, because it is fun, because it creates belonging and community, because it teaches so much about persistence and leadership and, and discipline, unless they learn to lose gracefully hopefully and often they learn to win with dignity hopefully um they learn to do the sort of work that means you have higher grades and stay connected to school i want every kid to Mm. have that chance kumbaya to have the chance to play so i feel compelled to just end my testimony with a few ideas for the committee to pursue if it really wants to work on this oh issue. yeah we're dying we to make it safer for student perfect athletes who report harassment and sexual misconduct how about we- the student athletes like the girl high school player volleyball player who suffered a freaking concussion and had to miss the remainder of the season after a trans dude spiked the ball in her face broke her nose how about that you feckless hack is that fair is that all good You guys need to learn how to lose gracefully because these men are going to beat you up and down the river. Oh, boy. But if you're just graceful, maybe you decide to go back home and get in the kitchen again. That'd be great. Thanks. Ew. Do you ever notice how everything these lunatics come up with? You have to sacrifice something so somebody who doesn't deserve it gets to weasel their way in and have all sorts of things afforded to them. Why, why do we care? Why, why do you care? We have a mental health illness, a mental health crisis in this country. That's what we should be talking about, not this crap. 
Representative Lisa McLean lost her ever-loving mind as the chair of this committee hearing all of this. Finally lost it. Dropped the gauntlet. Here it is. Enjoy. What? Have we lost our minds? Yes. I've sat here and listened to every, every label imaginable. I, I am here to protect women, girls. My God, why do I have to apologize for that? We spent decades trying to protect women. And you know what? We won. We won. So I will not apologize now or ever for trying to protect my daughters and women in sports. And that's what this hearing was about protecting women. So you know what? I am a woman, and let me tell you, hear me roar, because I will not stop protecting women. You want to know why? Because we have rights, too. Boom. Women have rights, too. And our daughters have rights, too. Let me be explicitly clear on that. And I will never stop protecting our daughters. I will never stop protecting women. That is my job as a mother, and it is the right thing to do. As long as they continue to cycle against them and swim against them and play volleyball and soccer and everything else against men and boys, Crazy Town doesn't stop. It continues like a raging inferno forever. So we can have all these congressional hearings that we want. We can illuminate nut jobs like AOC and that wackadoodle from the National Women's Law Center. We can play all the sound for you. But until parents and their daughters get out of the pool, this doesn't change. There are more of us than there are of them. And it's time to start showing it. All right, so coming up next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program, it's Bidenomics for sure. You know, Joe got rich. We all know this. But did you know about the $61 million that were donated to the Penn Biden Center in between his vice president and presidency? We're going to talk about that next. Welcome back, my friends. You're tuned in to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. I wondered what this thing is that they've said about the middle out and the bottom up. We're going to grow the economy from the bottom up and the middle out. What the hell does that mean? I'd love to be in the press pool one day and to say to Kareem Jean-Pierre, what does that mean? Because you know that it's not part of her tabs. She'd be like, well, hold on. Uh, uh. You'll have to ask somebody else about that. What does that mean, bottom up, middle out? Rich people will always be rich. Poor people usually remain poor. Your fiddle room is the middle class. And right now, what they're trying to do is absolutely destroy the middle class so that we all are poor. Isn't that socialism? Isn't that like communism? You got to be in control. Got to have a bunch of plebes. Nobody can have too much. That's not fair. So I'm curious about Joe Biden. And so was Representative Mary Miller yesterday in some of these conversations. 
as she had the head of the University of Pennsylvania in her crosshairs. Woman's name is Liz McGill. She's the dean. And Representative Mary Miller is asking the dean of of the University of Pennsylvania, you know, you guys have done some stuff with Joe Biden, and and I know that he's gotten some money from you guys, quite a bit of money. Uh, What did Joe Biden do that earned him a a million dollars? A million. Do you guys know how many people in their lifetimes don't earn a million dollars? Joe Biden got a million dollars. What did he do? Oh, this is this is awesome. I think you need the answer. University of Pennsylvania, Liz McGill responding to Representative Mary Miller. Go. Ms. McGill, as president of UPenn, can you give us some insight into why Joe Biden was paid almost a million dollars by UPenn? What were his responsibilities when he is at UPenn? Did he teach a class? I appreciate the question. Uh, President Biden was a professor of practice at Mm. University of Pennsylvania for a little over two years. My understanding is that his salary was $400,000 a year. We also had uh, Mr. Jeb Bush as a professor of practice at University of Pennsylvania. uh, President Biden had a wide variety of Obligations. He was in what many different classes. What obligations exactly did he have? Mm. He was. He held seminars. He was Ooh. in many different classes. He interacted oh. with thousands of students mm. over the time he was there. Mm-hmm. He invited uh, speakers. The goal of the center was to enhance. For four hundred thousand dollars, anonymous student, uh, anonymous Chinese donations poured into UPenn after your university hired Joe Biden, and he appeared to have a no-show job. Well, I think that's a. <laughs> hundred percent. Well, how do you think he's handled his presidency? I mean, like, the dude's probably on a beach right now. 40% of his time. He's in his hyperbaric chamber on his meds. Uh, CPAP. Uh, right? How about this story? He's making a million. Well, the Penn Biden Center didn't do that poorly. China loves, loves the Penn Biden Center. Did you know that after the University of Pennsylvania first publicized the Penn Biden Center in February 2017, which was when? Oh, that's that's right. That was one month after Joe Biden and Barack Obama left office and Donald Trump was in office. Donations originating from China more than tripled. What? Get out of town. But he never, ever spoke with, oh, that's right. Between Biden's time as vice president and president. So there's four years. Chinese individuals and entities donated $61 million to the University of Pennsylvania. That's, that's amazing. This is in the Washington Free Beacon. About 22 million of the 61 million is from anonymous donors. Whoever could that be? Who knows? That's a hell of a lot of money, you guys. So this is what I did. I'm like, I'm not a big math person, but I was like $61 million four years. Well, all right, 365 times four. And that came up with 1,420, 1,460 days. All right. And if you were to divide that uh, 61 million into those days, what the heck? That's a, that's a lot of money. How much do you think that is a day, Brock? What do you think? I like doing this to him. What do you think? 
I, I'm going to guess twenty five to 30000 a day. $41,780 per day. Earned every penny. Was given, donated. We just love this Penn Biden Center. I mean, Joe Biden was such a strong leader as vice president. I mean, we double dipped. We got him twice and he rocks. I have to give you this. How much do I... Uh, 41. Okay, great. I'm just going to make it an even 10 million. Is that good for you? Okay, great. Can we keep this anonymous? Great. Super duper. They needed to cover the art cost, the cocaine cost. I mean, come on. So that's going on on one side. Meanwhile, you have a drunken Congress that's going down this progressive path of, of yuck that have decided to do stupid stuff in the bipartisan infrastructure bill. Bipartisan. By the way, I have the the Democrat or the senators and the um, House of Representatives folks, the Republicans who voted, they're pasted on my wall in front of me. I look at them every single day with disdain. Did you guys hear this? This is one of those inconvenient stories that just kind of kicks you in the in the pants. Let's see if I can pull this one up because it has to do with your favorite electric vehicle story. This is the cost of Bidenomics. Did you guys know that with the seven and a half billion dollars allocated by your bipartisan Congress approving the infrastructure suck of the seven and a half billion dollars? How many electric vehicle chargers have been built with that? You think that they're. I mean, they're cranking them out there, right? Because we got electric vehicles all over these car dealer lots. They can't get rid of them because they're terrible. And people know that they're the devices themselves might be fine. But if you live in a cold climate, you're not going to get into your electric car that you parked outside in freaking Minnesota and have it fire up and be like, "Woo! I'm on my way to work using electricity, right? It's not working. Zero. Zero electric vehicle chargers built so far with seven and a half billion dollars allocated by Congress. Well, where is the money? Where did it go? What's going on? What happened to that? Don't ask stupid questions. Just buy the dumb car. This is where we are. And the the biggest example today that everything these Democrats are doing is meant to, from the bottom out and the middle up, or whatever the hell it is, drain your middle class bank account dry and leave you penniless because that's the plan. Spend gobs of money on things that don't deliver, on technology scientists don't agree on, with data that has been fudged, manipulated, et cetera, et cetera. How about this? Biden favored EV bus maker Proterra. Jennifer Granholm loves Proterra. Well, she loves investing in it and then not disclosing that she invests in it when they give this huge contract to build all these buses. You know, an electric bus, that makes great sense. Let's have them all over the place. It sounds great. Until they break down and nobody knows how to fix them. Biden-favored EV bus maker Proterra goes bust and leaves a trail of broken and irreparable buses. So, like, your dead landscape of, of huge windmill blades that are not recyclable, where, where do you go with them? Well, I don't know, find some desolate spot and <clears throat> there you go. How about all of the solar panels that have been broken? Because last time I checked, hail 
And those panels, not a good combination. Well, we can't recycle them. Just put them in this graveyard of bad Democrat ideas. How about those electric scooters? You guys love those? All the people in your neighborhood? They have a limited shelf life, apparently, because the batteries go bad. Well, what do we do with those? Well, we'll just retire them over here. Nobody will see that. So now we have a trail of broken and irreparable buses. Do you know how much these buses cost? $500,000. If you did rudimentary math the way I just did to find out that it's $41,000 a day in donations to the Penn Biden Center of SOC, in between Joe Biden's vice presidency and his alleged presidency, I don't think it's that much of a stretch for us to do a, a cost breakdown How far do you need to drive that $500,000 bus that's electric to save whatever cost you would have gotten by filling it up with diesel gasoline every day? You'd have to drive the damn thing for 35 years. You think that's going to happen? Of course not. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. It's Bidenomics. Don't you know? From the bottom up and the middle out. Taking from you... And redistributing to other people. And this is, this is what's hilarious. Many of the communities who purchased these buses from Silicon Valley-based Proterra, which was able to make 550 buses over its 19-year existence before it went bankrupt in August. What about the billions of dollars that it got floated by us? Our taxpayer dollars. It's sort of like that blank check to Ukraine. And now, did you guys hear? Lloyd Austin says, well, if we can't keep funding Ukraine, it looks like U.S. troops are going to have to be wheels up. Say what? Just in time for Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Mom and Dad. I just got shipped out to go somewhere to fight a war that we shouldn't be a part of. Because the money laundering operation is that important to these people that we have to go do this. That's coming. 550 buses in 19 years. Make sense of that, ladies and gentlemen. Breaking news. And it's a big one. It's a doozy. And it tells us something big is going to drop. Something big. News out of the House of Representatives. It is next on the Wendy Bell Radio program. Don't miss it. Well, you know how we feel about breaking news on this program, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I might speak for a living, but I've got he's Brock and he's behind the scenes and he's ready to to give you the breaking news. Ready? Here we go. Wendy Bell, breaking news. Dailycaller.com. Kevin McCarthy announces he will retire from Congress. I I hear your yay through the glass. See. I'm less interested in that than I am what's coming. Because the only reason Kevin McCarthy would leave from a plum job is because some shizzle is about to break. Former Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy announcing moments ago that he will retire from Congress at the end of the year. In an op-ed for the Wall Street Journal, McCarthy wrote he would be resigning from Congress to serve America in new ways. He said he will continue to recruit Republicans to run for office. Please don't. Please don't. We don't want your kind. 
The announcement comes just months after McCarthy was ousted as speaker. He writes this. It is in this spirit that I've decided to part the house at the end of this year to serve America in new ways. Oh, what a giver. What a giver Kevin McCarthy is. He's not going to leave 100%. He's going to keep his tentacles somewhere. I'm going to continue to serve America. We don't want you to serve, yo. We wanted you to go away. I know my work is only getting started, he writes. I will continue to recruit for our country's best and brightest to run for elected office. The Republican Party is expanding every day, and I am committed to lending my experience to support the next generation of leaders. You know, when I hear that, I hear blowhard city. What a putz. Hey, Kevin, zero. Move along. I want to see you work in the private sector, Kevin. I don't want to see you get some cushy job because it's somebody you know. What are you, what are you skilled at doing? Except pushing the can down the road, working with Democrats, being part of the Uniparty swamp, machine. Oh, goody, he wants to recruit the next generation. He writes this, It often seems that the more Washington does, the worse America gets. I started my career as a small business owner, and I will look forward to helping entrepreneurs and risk takers reach their full potential. The challenges we face are more likely to be solved by innovation than legislation. Hey, Kev. You suck. Okay. That said, you know how we do Lib of the Week. Are you ready, Brock? Okay. Lib of- Time now. For the Wendy Bell Radio Programs. Oh, love me, love me, love me. I'm a liberal. Liberal of the Week. Now this is a special slice of sunshine. Brock said yesterday this gentleman owned the internet. I happen to agree with him. So if you're listening, I'm going to share with you what these individuals look like. So it starts with a trans guy. It's a guy who clearly is trying to be a woman with makeup, piercings, really weird glasses. And they're going to sing to da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. All right, so he sings. My pronouns aren't preferred. They are mandatory. (laughs) And then the video is going to pick up with a gentleman who looks like he's smoking a cigarette. And he's got like a woolen cap on. And he's just a regular guy. He could be a dock worker. He could be a truck driver. He could be a doctor for all I know. Who knows? But after he hears my pronouns aren't preferred, they are mandatory, he comes back with this. Enjoy. My pronouns aren't preferred. They are mandatory. Okay, how the f*** am I supposed to know (laughs) when I'm only meeting someone on the go and I'm not allowed to guess by how they look or how they dress or by what they got that's going on below? See, on this topic, I'm a little gray. When meeting someone new, what do I say? Because if I have to start our talk asking if you have a then you're not my kind of person anyway. And... Just one more little thing before I'm gone. Respect is earned. It's not demanded in a song. If you want to be a she or a they is or a Z, good for you, but you can't make me play along. Ah, oh, brilliance. Brilliance, my friend. See, it was worth waiting for 100%. And he's right. Respect is earned. It's not demanded. 
And because we have a generation of bubble wrap participation trophy crybabies who feel like militant warriors when they join forces to go out there and try to make everything miserable. I mean, think about that. Gavin Newsom canceling the Christmas tree lighting ceremony that families have enjoyed for years because, well, it's probably going to get protested until enough people say no. No. Because enough people in Kevin McCarthy's world said no. No. We don't want you. We don't like you. You don't represent our values. You don't represent America. How dare these kids demand anything? You know what we demand? We demand you be decent. Decent human beings. Our demands are not big. We expect you to live the way we have shown you to live. We created something fantastic for you. It wasn't without struggle. It wasn't without sacrifice. It's not without cost. It's not without frustration. And now you demand of us when we have given you everything. You want to talk about privilege. Don't look, don't talk to me about white privilege. I'll tell you about their privilege. I'm done. So ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you being here today. As always, it is a joy. It is fun. They make it too easy. Too much fun to tell the truth. And if you like it, Share this program with somebody in your life, because that's how we grow. Get us on your local radio station. Until tomorrow, have a great day, everybody. Peace. Peace.